God is great. Blank canvas. Uh, never should have made it out. Best I raised. Born in the 80s to a teenage baby. Same hood story, you know. Guts all glory. Thinking to myself, like, this is the life for me. Aging gracefully, living peacefully. Day to day stress, tend to navigate easily. Approaching my 40s with a brand new two step. Simple life I lead, but my goals were unkept. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. I go by Cash, aka Exec P. Episode. 200 man um this is a long road to get here i gotta say i'm fucking beyond excited about my my team um my family my homies uh hadrico prez Marty, stacks tate anybody that supported along the way uh my man lj fran when he can that's the core people uh those, those are who I consider brothers, they've all supported in some way, shape, or form, whether they bought merch. There's countless uh, people out there that have bought merch. Uh, you know, our friends, our family supported a lot of sacrifice and time to put quality podcasts out there. And what started as us just talking about music, sports, and entertainment kind of grew and took on something of its own. Uh, we've morphed into talking about books. We've talked about leadership. we talked uh, to artists, you know, on the indie scene, indie level, we've even uh, gotten some artists as, you know, well-known as, as Mickey Fax, um, just just to name a few, you know, Be My Fiasco, one of um, Fonte's latest signees, uh, she has an album out that that's fire. So, like, we're reaching uh, a lot of different points in, in where it's just homegrown and, and we're doing our thing. And it's fire. Uh, you know, my man Prez, he stepped away for a bit. He'll be back soon to talk about album of the year and and some big albums that have yet to drop. Uh, but all in all, man, um, you know, a lot of this is stuff that I've been doing, spearheading. And, you know, my people will tell you the same, man. And, and I can't be, you know, more prouder than me. I have to say that um, to be able to put these things on, meet so many different people along the way sharing my love for podcasting. Um, I've thought for a long time, right, that, uh, you know, and and I'll correlate this to to my career. I've thought for a long time that I've had to just focus on one thing and try to be good at that, then move on to the next thing. But I think that happens in life. I think you always focus on the thing at hand and then you move on into different things. I could have never told you you know, several years ago when I stopped making music, which is another um, passion of mine that was rediscovered back in um, the end of 2021, going into 2022, we even dropped the album, uh, working on my fourth project. So, you know, it's things like that, that this podcast have brought back to light. And, you know, people have tried to get me back into music, uh, you know, Prez in particular, uh, you know, my co-host brother, he, he's, He's hinted here and there, and I never like, really wanted to to get back into it because I was more concerned with what we were doing uh, for the independent artists that were maybe possibly this was their first time getting interviewed. Some of them, it was their first time. Um, they've evolved. I'm excited to see how some of the artists have evolved over the course of being on our show. I'm excited to see how many more artists. I'm excited for artists wanting to come back, 
not to even talk about their albums, to just to kick it. And, you know, some of them have become, you know, really, really good, good homies in, in the process and developing relationships as, as we move forward. And I think that this music thing at, at its core, um, sports, the love for sports and, and entertainment and like-minded uh, shows that, you know, not like-minded shows, but shows that we all watch together is is something that, uh, you know, I never could have could have saw coming, you know, me the uh, balloons and hoopla and all that type of stuff with, with these type of episodes is never my style. I, I never want to be the uh, center of attention of, of anything that, that I got going on. I don't, I don't shy away from the camera. I don't shy away from doing the hard work, but I also don't want the praise because I feel like it's so much more work to do. It's so much more things um, to achieve in terms of goals, not necessarily followers, not necessarily uh, the money I make from it. I've put so much heart and soul into this to this podcast and to um, all the other things that I do on the side, outside of this podcast, if you've been following what I've been doing. Um, special shout out to our Patreon subscribers. Like This has been um, one of the most loyal groups. It's been you know several people to include myself. You got to invest right back into what you do, right? Despite all the things that's, that's done behind the scenes with equipment, um, quality control and, and always, you know, sacrificing, putting in the money to see what's going to come back. I'm pretty sure I could run my own podcast studio with my eyes closed based on the amount of research I've done over the course of the years. Um, this is going into year four. I, I got to believe, I think I'm at year four at this point. I got to see the first episode when that drops that, uh, that a mark year four, but we're pretty close. I want to say April, May of 2019, was when I first started doing that. Um, several different moves since then. Several different pivots to the podcast. People have gone on. They do great things and are still doing great things. Uh, one of my previous co-hosts, he's going back to school. And I and ironic, you know, uh, the funny thing about it is <laughs> we parted ways because he didn't know how hard behind the scenes and editing and all these different things uh, were even getting somebody to edit your stuff that's reliable, you know, that's a job in itself and making sure your episodes come out in a timely manner, scheduling people, uh, you know, that was our discourse at a certain point. And we were just talking the other day and he was like, man, if I was the person I am today with how serious he is about his uh, motivational speaker, uh, Hadrico, go uh, check out Hadrico live. Uh, he has a lot of gems, uh, military vet, 20 years plus. So, um, you know, it's funny how things come full circle, man. And I'm sure at some point soon we'll get together, um, you know, on cam to start doing doing certain things, especially while the NBA playoffs have started. So let's really get into that, man. Let's let's start with the NBA playoffs. This That's my favorite sport. That's my sport I played growing up. Um, you know, never was much into fit, football, as you can see by the physique that you, you see presented to you right now. I'm not, you know, uh, much of a, a football guy. I love my Eagles. I love the sport of football, but um, I played it two-hand touch, but never really got into tackle too much. I mean, I'm from New York City, uh, if you didn't know that. So it's kind of it's kind of hard to really, uh, you know, kind of get into football, being in the city, unless that's something that you really, really are interested in and you just kind of like show, show true interest. But basketball, there's a basketball court almost on every other block in New York City. And if you don't pick up a basketball or at least got some type of handle, I don't know if I could really consider you a hooper, you know. So, but um, my team is the Knicks 
And if you've been a longtime listener, you know that my team is the Knicks. So we won game one. Um, we almost gave it away similar to what we've done the entire season in terms of just letting games get too close when we have a handle on it for majority of the game. I say about 90% of the game and then teams in that crunch time, that five-minute area, they typically just come back in and really, you know, put put us fans not at ease. You know what I mean? So it started happening again. But the differences between this year and last year is what we all as Knicks fans said that we needed was a point guard. One of the best point guards, one of the best non-all-star point guards. I think they, if he has a remotely uh, similar season next year or better, there's no way they can vote this man, um, or not vote this man into the all-star game. And that's Jalen Brunson. Um, if he wasn't in foul trouble, he probably would have had as much as Donovan Mitchell had, uh, you know, on our Saturday night or Saturday. Yeah. Saturday night game. Um, so that was a really good game over the weekend. Kings Warriors. That was a great game. They're on game two right now. As I record this, um, Ar- Arco Arena. I'm dating myself, but those Sacramento fans there are having a blast. They are loud. You get you can hear it, man. And that's one of my favorite uh, arenas that I've actually been to. Uh, back in the C Web days, back in those days where they had those those great Sacramento teams before the long, you know, uh, uh, time off from the playoffs so to speak. So I've been there during those Laker runs and those battles with the Lakers. And uh, while I was in the Air Force Honor Guard, ironically, and uh, yeah, that, that was a great time going to that, that Arco Arena. But now, like, they're as loud. They love basketball there. That is one of uh, the main sports in town as far as professional sports. So um, those, those fans are raucous there. And they're going to give Golden State every bit of run for their money. So I will definitely recap you know, that series and, you know, once it leaves uh, Sacramento, but I was highly impressed by the young pups and Sacramento just not really giving in and and giving everything they got, taking Golden State's best punch up 10 in the third quarter, going into the fourth quarter and still, you know, they pull it out, come back and and we'll see what happens. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is back in the starting lineup uh, tonight as we speak. So we'll see if that makes a difference. He looked like his old self, man. Uh, Another guy that comes in plug and play, won't compare him to KD in no way, but that's kind of how it felt watching him uh, do his thing, you know. Before I get into the rest of the games and just kind of some of the games that stood out to me, I just got to say that it was kind of crazy to me. Like when I started to think about the last couple of years and all the different championships that have been decided about injury. Let, I mean, let's be real. A lot of championships have been decided over injury and I, and I get that, but I don't remember growing up so many big name stars missing significant time, missing the rest of the playoffs, so on and so forth. Like, like they are going to be this year, John Morant injured. I'm I'm pretty sure he misses game two. Like if he's out there, I I'd be surprised. Anthony Davis, you know, like as a hoop fan, like I gasp, like, God damn again. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you almost hate to say it. Like Stephen A. Smith got on, on halftime and it seemed like really insensitive at the time like you know being a former hooper myself I would say I never played on any collegiate level or nothing like that but you just know when you can't go you can't go and it hurts you to not go you don't want to be um injury prone you don't want 
you know, things to prevent you from playing, but it is what it is. And and sometimes your best ability is availability, like they always say. And and that's one of the things with Anthony Davis that I really, you know, feel for him. Like, you know, I, I used to do the jokes, Mr. Glass and all that shit. And it's, it's really funny to say, but damn, at the same time, could you imagine what this guy could be if he if he could play uh, a 65 games in a season similar to a Giannis? You know, and, and that's another guy, Giannis, injury. You know, Middleton, last year, that truly affected the Bucs making the finals back-to-back because I truly believe they'd be uh, back-to-back champs. And we're possibly not talking about Golden State be the champs. Like, I get it. You know, Steph and them boys and that that championship medal they display year in and year out, it, it doesn't really matter. And by the way, speaking of the Sacramento and the uh, Golden State series, I did p- pick Golden State for that very reason. I just feel like they will weather the storm. I feel like somehow, some way they get a win in game two and they take it back to Golden State where their crowd will be equally as raucous in that arena. You know, one of the loudest arenas um, in in the uh, NBA. I've had the pleasure to go to one of their games many, many years ago, not in the new arena, but of course, still, Rabbit fans, man, and you gotta love it. And then wait, wait, let me go off topic real quick. Who kicks out E forty from 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 the game? E forty is never bothered anybody. Come on, come on, like Sacramento, y'all gotta do better, man. Like y'all gotta get to the bottom of that. Move my man E forty water to another seat. I saw some shit happening, and I don't know what was said. You know what I mean? But. Again, that's another tough crowd up there, man. They serious about their king. So some shit really had to go down in those stands for, you know, E-40 to be kicked out or to probably lose his shit on a fan. So we'll see what really came from that. I'm interested to see what what E-40 says really happened. You know, I know I'm jumping all over the place, but, um, yeah, the injury bug, man, really, really bit a lot of people. Tyler Hero broke his hand, Um, you know, Pivotal, pivotal piece for Miami Heat, six man. He's kind of, I won't say he's in the six man of the year, but if Tyler Hero has a relatively good season year in and year out, the Heat typically win this year. Of course, they're AC, so he's no way he's going to be a six man. That's my man, Emmanuel, quickly. But, you know, he's trending. He could be in that position depending on where the Heat land each and every year because he is such a spark off of the bench. And, it's just sad to see those type of guys that are key contributors and or the superstars um, being out for a significant amount of uh, time in the playoffs and or just out altogether and that truly affecting everything. Um, speaking of what I thought was going to truly affect everything in that Clippers, uh, you know, series, uh, I'm highly impressed with Russell Westbrook, highly impressed, never doubt the heart of uh, a, a Hooper, man. Mr. Triple-Double himself, he's had a few down years in regards to trying to acclimate to playing with with superstars, playing with James Harden again, playing with Kawhi Leonard, playing with LeBron James, Paul George. Like, when you're you're a dog, you got to be in a certain type of locker room. And I don't know if, um, you know, a LeBron James led or how LeBron leads isn't always or how he has to dominate the ball isn't always the best for guys. So I'm happy for Russ that he was able to stay in L.A. and still, you know, go put in work because I tell you, the Clippers, man, they looked highly impressive. Um, I knew that bench was going to be a problem. They have one of the best benches in the league. 
Um, but I didn't know they were going to affect the game like that. Um, really, it just looked like it was KD book in a, a old, very old CP3. And I, res- I respect it, but that, that MIDI wasn't dropping a lot for CP3. So um, he has to contribute something because he is now going to be the guy that essentially is, is the man that is hunted um, in terms of on defense. And, hey, here you go. This is your shot. This is you. You're going to beat us. We're not going to let KD and Book uh, do it. Even though KD and Book hit some tremendous shots in that game and also Book played tremendous defense in that game. I've never seen Book get after it. Like, so I could, I could tell that book really, really senses that, yo, this is, this is the chance. Like nobody is a, a, a world beater in the, in the West right now um, to, to include the number one seed uh, Denver Nuggets that looked very, very impressive in their blowout win against the Timberwolves. I think that will be more of the same. Like they have a lot of firepower that just keeps on being thrown at you. There is nothing that cat, Rudy or anybody can do uh, with the point center and, and um, Jokic, uh, so or the Joker rather, um, as as we all call him. So I gotta believe that that series is gonna be um, a wrap in about five games at the most. I give them a game in Minnesota, three, four. You take your pick, and then Minnesota does what they need to do. Go ahead and get a game out there and bring it on back to uh, Denver to win it. So. Um, everything else, you know, Brooklyn down 2-0. Brooklyn put on, you know, a hell of a fight in that first half going into that third quarter. But, of course, talent wins out. And, you know, Cam Johnson, he came to play. That that stat line, that dunk on uh, Embiid, man, it must have pissed Embiid off because that, that entire team came back. I don't know what Doc said to him, but... I did love how uh, Cam Johnson played career-high 28 points. Uh, Mikel Bridges kind of came back down to earth a little bit, so it looked like they had more of a, a game plan. And, of course, you know those game-to-game adjustments in the playoffs are critical. How does Mikel, uh, you know, bounce back? I believe I had that that series in a sweep uh, of Brooklyn, and I got to believe just, you know, Brooklyn just doesn't have enough. Uh, but I, I like that Dinwiddie-Bridges uh, Finney Smith, Cam Johnson. I like that collective. Everybody else, for me, you know, they can they can be dumb for it, uh, in regards to whatever they do to retool here next year. But yeah, I believe um, you know, one, two, three, Cancun is definitely on the net, net horizon. Um, what else series did not get into? Lakers, Lakers, Grizzlies. I talked about Ja Morant's injury, but highly, highly, highly um impressed with the Lakers despite um, Jaws injury. Um, the defense is real on the Lakers. I hate to admit it. The numbers do not lie. Um, I wanted to see how the Lakers would play against teams that are really, really good for an entire series before I bought into them. However, I did have them winning this series. So I'm highly impressed with that. Heat Bucks. Bucks, um, you know, sorry that Giannis was lost, but the Heat took full advantage. Jimmy Butler, um, you know, he saw blood in the water and, you know, he did exactly what he needed to do as the leader of that Heat team. So the playoff Jimmy that I was looking for showed up um, in a way that I needed him to show up to continue to give him that 
that that torch of uh, playoff buckets. So he definitely stepped his game up and saved that team. But he's going to have to do even more as a scorer. He can't wait to facilitate. He has to attack the game from the very beginning and keep going, especially when you're losing 20 points a game from Tyler Hero. And last but not least, last but not least, what what is another game that I meant to get to? Um, you know, Celtics and Hawks. That one was a a snooze fest to me. So I mean, I really don't have anything special to say about that. Um, Celtics were in control from beginning to end. Uh, again, that's another series I have uh, as a gentleman sweep for one. Um, it just looks like I I just don't think they have anything. Um, in return for what Tatum and Brown is going to give. And then if you have our old man, Al Hoffer is still out there getting you extra possessions time and time again. And, and just that, that whole entire team, man, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, very underrated could possibly be six man of the year. If it wasn't uh quickly, I, I still feel it's quickly, but I, people can argue Brogdon and I wouldn't, wouldn't be too mad at that. It's just how he goes about his business, right? Very quiet very um, humble about how he goes about his business and anywhere else in the league, that man would be a starter, but he went to Boston to win a championship. And I think they, they make quick work over the the Hawks have that as a gentleman sweep as well. Uh, Boston and five. So, you know, but great, great weekend. Um, you know, so these are the, the, the days that I live for in terms of the, um, Playoff time here in the NBA because I know after that, all I got is baseball. I'm a huge Yankee fan, even though, you know, wearing a Sox hat for those out there watching in YouTube land. But I, you know, you know, hey, I'm a New York. I like to kind of be matchy matchy, but I'll find me a black and white hat for all of you guys out there that don't understand that us New Yorkers like to wear hats to match whatever we got on. So it is what it is with that. So I'm looking forward to whatever game two um, situations arise and and who makes the counters to even up their series specifically that Suns and Clippers series, uh, Knicks. I know the Cavs are going to come back and, and really um, have some adjustments on how they play uh, Brunson. So interested in that. Also, I want to see what the Knicks do with, with Mitchell. It seems like he's in the 30s almost every fucking game that we've played him this season. So can we throw the doubles and get the ball out of his hand. I'll, I'll, I'm cool with Garland. If Garland goes off and Mitchell doesn't, I'm cool with that. Make make Garland be the guy to beat us and everybody else on that team. I don't think everybody else on that team could truly create their shot but Garland. Everybody else, I'm I'm satisfied. One-on-one defense, we'll, we'll deal with it. You know what I mean? Again, they have one of the better defenses in the Cavs in the league from beginning to end, but the Knicks have a great defense as well. We didn't, we finished what maybe top 15, I want to say 13 uh, in our defensive rating. But when we play teams, you know, that's what has kept us in the game a lot this year. So I'm looking forward to that one. And then also, I mean, Bucks Heat, that's another one I'm looking forward to. The Bucks have to um, do what they need to do necessary. I know Giannis will be back, so I'm not worried about that. Uh, the back contusion is just that th- those guys got to step up and, and play their their role. You know, I think Giannis needs a good 30 to 35 minutes at at the most. Um, but I think the Bucks come out and even that series. So super, super, super interested in what happens next. 
um, as far as some music that I've been listening to uh, the past couple of weeks. So I haven't had an artist on. So shout out to all the artists that have, that have reached out. I haven't had time to do it. I myself am working on an album. So and I know that can kind of get conflicting and I have to kind of time manage so I can get my album out, get my verses done, get my stuff off to to features that I have on the project. I'm not yet going to reveal what the name of the project is as I'm still kind of going back and forth with two different titles uh, and possibly, you know, kind of looking for an artist for artwork. So if you know a dope artist out there, I have one or two in mind. Um, but just seeing if they could bring my vision to light once I decide on what I, I actually want for the artwork. Um, I'm going to try to give this this project away to somebody else to mix and master so I could free my time up to do some other things, even though that's something that I'm highly interested in and doing in the, in, the, in the future for myself full time. But until I get the necessary skills to where I want them to be, I don't doubt where my skills are now. I'm just going to kind of let go and let my, my homies take care of it. Ones that actually do it, went to school for it or just professionals at it. So, but that's why I haven't really been interviewing artists lately, but I have been listening to some dope albums from some artists um, that have been on the podcast. And I just want to mention uh, just a few here before we kind of, before I'm done. So, so I did listen to Enigmatic Society so that's a project by Kamazi Washington, Terrence Martin, and Robert Glasper. Um, the first one was phenomenal. So as soon as I saw that this came out, it just is 25 minutes long. It's a jam session. Um, if you like just live music playing, uh, if y'all don't know who Terrence Martin and Robert Glasper are and Kamazi Washington, then do yourself a favor. Go look up uh, Dinner Party and Enigmatic Society, and you will be... I'm just rocking out if that's your type of vibe. Um, L. Michael's Affair, not too familiar uh, with that that person. Don't you know? You know don't don't throw any uh, you know bananas on, on the stage right now for me, so to speak. And Black Thought uh, came out with a project. I was highly impressed with Black Thought's uh, just lyrical ability on this this project. As as if I could expect anything less, but. It's a good listen. Um, I gave it a once uh, a run through. Um, he was hitting on all cylinders. People talk about Black Thought and his beat selection a lot. And and again, I get it um, with some of the work that he's done outside of the roots. But um, one of the, the dope joints or a few dope joints on here were Miracle, That Girl, and also uh, Hollow Way. So those are three joints that I liked off the, the top. It's a quick listen. That's 30 minutes. Again, 12 songs. Um, he's barring your head off. Uh, I don't think none of these beats are whack by no means. Um, I just think that people have such a high standard for Black Thought. I think they just want to hear him with with a certain type of production. I don't know exactly what they want from Black Thought in terms of what he sounds great on versus what they want him to do with, with other uh, producers. So I think this is a, a dope project, to be honest with you. I wasn't expecting it, so when it came out, I was cool with it. Um, Ransom and JR and Static Selector, um, that track came out. I think Ran has something coming out pretty soon that he's been kind of cryptic about um, on his Twitter post. So I, I can see that he has something coming in. Ran has typically been kind of quiet in terms of how he releases projects. He doesn't do a whole lot of, um, like his rollouts don't be 
like you what you would see with DJ drama and all these other things. He just puts out the music and that's kind of more of his style. And I can appreciate that as well. So um, but the, the song is called Love Lost by Ransom uh, featuring JR and Static Select on the production. Uh, my man Rosetti, he dropped a project called Raw. He is out here in Virginia. So hopefully I can get him on a podcast here soon. Uh, pull up to him in Richmond, only about an hour away. So definitely owe him an on-camera look. Uh, he also battles as well. So um, I can't remember the league here in Richmond. Um, but I'll definitely, if you guys are interested in in that scene and in the battle rap scene in Richmond, I'll definitely um, give you guys their IG and y'all check them out. They got some spitters on there. Uh, my man Rain, he dropped Vintage Season 4. Uh, he has some some really dope production on there as well. Um, he has features from Mickey Fax, JR, RJ Payne on here. So some of the who's who's of um, underground hip hop. No disrespect, but just I think underground hip hop is in a good place. And I think that's a positive thing to say um, in terms of just the type of hip hop that I consume, uh, being that I do interview a lot of independent artists. So um, Rain, R-E-I-N, Vintage Season, Season 4. And what else? What else? Oh, Ayo Shamir, Fabian, and JR, they dropped a project called Ignorant Art. I think this is probably going to go down as some of my favorite uh, production from A.O. Shamir. Uh, he's kind of leading the way with a full body of work by Fabian um, and Jr. Uh, Fabian's out of Massachusetts. Uh, if I'm if I don't have that um, right, sorry, Fabian, man. But this is a dope uh, body of work. Jr. comes with his pen, um, highly impressive. So I have nothing negative to say about it. I just say if you don't have any idea who these three people are in terms of just music. Go check out this project, Ignorant Art. Some of the songs that I want you guys to check out are, uh, of course, my my phone would freeze up right now as I'm trying to tell you guys what songs to look up for, but I'm quick on the draw. Um, Lonely Nights uh, featuring Ito. Um, who else lost their mind? Vega the Ronin. He lost his mind on New Meaning on there. Uh, Salvatore Mundi. That's a great, great um, start to a project and uh, Picasso versus Matisse was another one that I have on replay. But if you listen to this top to bottom, the way it's sequenced, really, really good job, Shamir, JR, and Fabian. Um, shout out to y'all for doing what y'all do and uh, continuing to elevate each other's artistry in different ways. Um, one project I want to get to, I haven't gotten to, but I saw a lot of people showing it a lot of love was if uh, George Bush was cool by Vic Spencer uh, and that's another person I would love to get on the pro on a podcast at some point, man. He has um, a very unique uh, delivery. Um, very, um, I, I think he's just like he seems like a very uh, cool dude, man. In terms of how he puts out his music, he doesn't take himself too seriously, um, but he still got bars. You know what I mean? Out of Chicago, so. I think um, that project is going to be dope just based on what I'm hearing about it. So that's one I want you guys to even uh, to check out. And last but not least, um, got two more. Got my man Numbs and Furious Styles with Trifecta. Was supposed to get my boys on, but man, I, I have I've had them on the podcast so many times. They they've doing their runs. Um, check out THHC podcast you can see an interview from them on their trifecta this is just nothing but soulful music 
You got Furious Styles on the boards, Numb relieving themselves. He's a producer as well. Um, and um, yeah, they got some really dope songs on here. Numbs and James are one of them featuring King James. Shout out to King James out of Wilson, North Carolina. Uh, NJ to Philly, which you heard, that's dope. Um, pretty much all of these features. He has Rome Mallory, Numbs on here. Uh, Vertical Jones, and that's one of Numbs' old homies, uh, rapping partners. So he's back on the scene doing his thing. So um, so I, I like that. But my, my personal... Um, track that I like the most, I would probably say, I would say uh, Spill My Thoughts, tie. It's a tie between Spill My Thoughts and My Feelings. If y'all don't know, I'm a fan of the deep album cuts. So, um, you know, very seldom do the the singles really grab me. Sometimes the singles are just that dope, but I'm always looking for the deep album cuts to see what, what artists are doing in terms of just how fire their projects are. So, um, and then, uh, Last but not least, another artist that I've been needing to get back on this podcast, man, Phil V. Phil V. Phil V. is uh, alter ego. Um, that project is out right now. He has multiple uh, multiple people on here with production, uh, no features on here. So that's typically his style. Uh, Phil V. is unique in in his own right. You know what I mean? He's been going off on Twitter, and uh, the last couple of weeks, he's kind of cooled off in the recent <laughs> recently. Um, so I definitely want to get him on a podcast to ask him a bunch of questions about that and just kind of that rollout. Well, not even that rollout, but just the feeling um, of how how good of a rapper he is and and, and what what's that about? What sparked that? Um, because I didn't really see anybody saying otherwise about um, him not being able to rap or just, you know, certain people not rapping as well as him. I, I don't know. So I definitely feel if you're watching, man, I definitely want to get you on so we we can we can chop it up about that. Cause I got questions. I got questions. And um and that's about it, man. So that's what I've been listening to music wise. Got a lot going on. Like I said, uh project coming really soon. I'll have an announcement really soon. I'm I'm in a real good place in terms of the projects. So I would probably say it's about 80% done. I just need to go in and be the perfectionist that I am, relay some vocals. I'll spit stuff with a little bit more conviction, um, but I think it's in a really good place waiting on a few features, few um, yeses or going different directions. But for the most part, 80% done. Um, you know, DJing, trying to get back into that again and, and kind of do that. So got a few gigs lined up to do DJing, man. So like I said, I do a lot, um, you know, podcast, rap, produce, uh, DJ, you know, I'm into it all, man. I'm I, I love I love this 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 thing called hip hop. You know, I don't have to do all the elements, but I enjoy doing it. You know what I mean? So I enjoy learning it. I learn enjoy learning how to mix. I enjoy setting up a playlist and rocking the crowd. Like whether it's me on the mic rapping or whether it's me behind the ones and twos on the turntable. I love learning all these things. Am I an expert in any of these things? Hell no. But I ain't afraid to try it. I ain't afraid to pretend. And most of the times. You know, all the insecurities within me, people don't even know that I don't know how to do these things well. So, you know, my thing is, if this is something that you guys love or if it's anything that you love, go out there, do that shit to the best of your abilities. Fake it till you make it until you actually know what the hell you're doing. But be prepared as you possibly can with the skills you got and go do what you got to do. So this is episode 200. Go check out all those projects I was telling you about as far as the music. I'll tell a friend and tell a friend about the podcast. Make sure everybody, y'all go like, share, 
and subscribe and do all of that that shit. Follow me at cash underscore flow eight three on Twitter, Instagram. Go follow the podcast at DSC underscore. Uh, uh, well, sorry, at don't sleep underscore net. That was our old uh, thing. But yeah, so you can also catch the podcast at uh, DSC uh, podcast dot com. So you can catch anything um, that we've ever dropped on there. We don't have not. We have almost our we have our entire catalog outside of a few deleted episodes that had to be deleted based on the content. But um, but yeah, so check us out. Be back next week. Got something I'm brewing here with with producers corner and stuff like that, and just kind of getting some interesting segments with some of my friends that are in this music space and um, people that do album covers and all these different type of things, trying to really tap into the culture this year and do some more unique interviews outside of just um, artists. So um, that make music, so to speak, other artists and other people that are into different things, get in some music business stuff, but enough of my rambling. Again, I'm out. I'm cash flow. Y'all check me out music-wise. Check out the podcast. You can find me wherever you want to find me. Check the comments and all that. I got all my contact information for the podcast and myself. Never should have made it out. Best I raised. Born in the 80s to a teenage baby. Same hood story, you know. Guts all glory. Thinking to myself like this is the life for me. Aging gracefully, living peacefully, day-to-day stress tend to navigate easily. Approaching my 40s with a brand new two-step, simple life I lead, but my goals were unkept. All about relationships, not with the faking shit, overseas living and my fam going through some shit. Hard pill to swallow, wanted to face the world, but the world is shallow. Never won the fold, under immense pressure. Failed to succeed, I gave minimum effort. The things I was dealing with, lack of fulfillment. Couldn't be the best me, just know I was dealing. Showed up and showed out, navigated that slow route. Took care of home base, can't get fed with a closed mouth. Excuses became foreign, as well as the hate stored in. I'm going all in. Wins, losses, lessons, I need more. Struggle to life, I need more Patience is a virtue, too much patience to hurt you I'm not waiting no more, I want the world Been complacent at times, with the beats and the rhymes No more sidelining, this time I'm prime timing And now the stars are lining, walking in my purpose Few things are for certain, before they close my curtains The foundation's set, I'm laying it down For my grandchildren's grandchildren I've never met Wins, losses, and lessons, I need more. Pain, struggle, the life, I need more. I'm giving grace now, doing things at my pace now. It's winning time like a LeBron chase down. On the surface, we all fall short of perfect. Multiple setbacks, pain was all worth it. Now we on the other side, family drama free. Mom's got a degree about three months after me. This is my victory lap, don't want your empathy. Everything I've ever acquired, that shit was meant for me. Wins, the loss, the lessons, I need more. 